practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I am now. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. The mystique has peaked, I guess, as they say, if you want to rhyme it. <laughs> I've been recording for like the last half an hour. The call's coming from inside the house, dude. I thought about recording... A dream. I don't know what the fuck. A dream. <laughs> I was gonna say because it's been a couple weeks, and I was like on vacation. I was up in Maine, and it was it was really really relaxing. It was one of those relaxers. Yeah. Too relaxing. I can get into that. Well, in retrospect, let's say too relaxing. Yeah. I was like, normally well, I'm- I mean, don't ruin the mystique. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. I was trying to rhyme. How did you spend your summer vacay, H? I've, it's been a whirlwind, but the end of my vacay was, um, what was I getting at? Recording a dream. Oh, so, you know, I don't, obviously I don't, as as a listener and as a (laughs) co-host, I don't stress (laughs) too much about the pod, but I do. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like when we were doing shows, like you have an anxiety because I have a schedule and and I appreciate a schedule, so I like to mm-hmm. get I like to get content out. I like to be working on it. It keeps it fresh. It keeps yeah. you connected with it. So we haven't had a pod in like two weeks, and maybe we've done that before, but it's very rare. But my mistake, and we've done it numerous times in our life, is is the um, there's something fraught about hitting a deadline needlessly. Uh, mm-hmm. not needlessly. That's not fair. But like, I was like, well, I'm just gonna I'll record myself sleeping, man. Maybe I'll toot or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right? It's no, like, exactly. Like, subject you, some shit. You have that rigorous deadline, and like you, like you were, you were getting at it. Like you're putting more pressure on the deadline. The deadline is just for us. It's, it's camaraderie. Yeah. There's no. It's not like you got a hot de- and the editor of the New York Times is like. Frywall! Right. I need something by the deadline. Yeah, but you like you feel that need to like. Well, I'll do something because like, right. we've done shows where it was like maybe we should have taken the week off. Oh yeah, for sure. But we did a show anyway, and which I, there's something to be said for that as well. I will say that. No, and it's true, and like I feel like that's how you like being able to discern like that soft touch because there's been weeks when we. Shouldn't have done a show, but we did one, and it ended up being amazing. Right. Oh, yeah. And, like, the, a, a random person was just like, man, I saw this show, and I was in the dumps, or I was never going to see a comedy show. You know, like, and someone gives you some real feedback, and you're like, yeah, dude, like, that's why you don't blow a deadline and just blow the show off. And then there are weeks where you fucking do it, and you're like, I've done more damage than I can ever probably like, <laughs> fathom. Yeah, I wonder, you know, there is something to be said about, um, what did I hear? There's something to be said about, so that's tenacity, right? Fucking hit yeah, your deadline. Yeah. Be tenacious. But then there's also something to be said about, like, I feel like the shows that didn't go well in regard to, you know, I I feel like it was, I don't know if it was an attitude or a gratitude thing. Like, when we could just settle down and go like, all right, you know what happened this week is... Mm-hmm. I ended up having to pick up a shift. Something yeah. fucked up and we couldn't meet. Somebody was in the sure. rehearsal space and we got fucked right. up. 
And Someone then, was out of town and their flight got you know, bumped right. and like you couldn't like just this shit you can't ever you account can't, for. Yeah, yeah, right. So instead of and it was so it was the weeks when you roll with it and just go like, well, I like this sketch, this sketch, and this sketch. Yeah, and you Let's just do go stuff with it. we know. Or it's like because we get ourselves so amped up, say two weeks before, like like we had a show and so we're like this week we're working mm-hmm. on this sketch, this sketch, this sketch, and this sketch, and then all this shit comes around and we're just go. No, we said we're doing this sketch, this yeah. sketch, this sketch, right. and this sketch. And we fucking because it's that that's I the one I've been working on for two months, and Just this is the jam it the, man. Um, the uh, you know, the platinum sketch. This is the one, guys. This is the one that's gonna set us over the top. Like, and like you said, it's relaxing. Like I've been that like out of town and just worked on my parents' computer rewriting old sketches just to work for work's sake oh yeah instead of like yeah. being present in right. the moment like yep. and that's like even worse than a the third draft of a crappy sketch that we ended up probably never even using yeah you shoot yourself in the foot with that like if you've been working on the sketch and then you're like i said i was gonna do it to this week we're doing it you've you've you shoot it because it won't work or oh no say it doesn't work let's say it didn't work and then everybody's like, yeah. why would I put myself into the, those shoes again? Why would I put myself into those tuxedo shoes again, if you will? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas if you yeah. if you let it breathe and just went, all right, let's roll with a little tried and true. Let's have fun with it. Let's play with it a little bit. It's other yeah. stuff, something we know. And then hone, sh- polish that rock, you know, like put that in mm-hmm, the rock exactly. or whatever it is. You're more but, likely to find... Find gold in the hills of that old chestnut that right. you brought out, and you just kind of like gave it more legs, let it breathe, find something new, find a new way to do it. Like it'll probably work better because it, you're more comfortable with it. Like it's just like it's sure. like a stand-up set. Like you got to work it out. You got to work it out. It's got to get on its feet on the bad days, the good days. Full house, no house. You know. But yeah. I, um... so... What's the, the uh, moral of the story? Record your dreams. Record your dreams. First, <laughs> let me... First, before we record a dream. All right. Record my check, dreams. Check, check. Record, record my, dreams. my dreams. Should we just give her a, a, a fresh start? <laughs> I'm recording my dreams. Cool dudes with attitudes. <laughs> recording dreams. dreams. They're two dudes. Is that a meat with dreams. or whatever our... Ad guys, were... and... <laughs> oh yeah, what's it? Gordon and and Reams, I no, first... J- Johnson and Mir. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Johnson and Mir. Uh, my buddy Pete was up in Maine, and he was uh, he was he was talking he was talking to me about something that was very Johnson and, and Mir these days. Uh, is it possible because I saw it? I think after the last podcast we had, so we never got it. This is hot off the presses. Yeah. For our conversation, but 50 dues, 50 news, collect them all. Hey, I got 50 state dues. So we're talking about relaxing part of my, so I relaxed, but I also do laxed because I drank so mm -hmm. much diet do and I'm a diet. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a diet man. I'm a diet. Yeah. Say what you will. Hey, but it, it means you can you can drink another half glass. 
That's you know what, what I mean? Right. Like caffeine content exactly the same. It gives me it hits me right on my level. To me, it's the difference between it's like that one Mountain Dew is the difference between a one and a half ounce pour and a heavy handed mm. two and a half ounce oh, pour. Oh yeah, from a right. Bartender. No, exactly. When you're getting like a three ounce and you're like, I just asked for a shot and that's a rocks glass. Oh wait, you know what? It, you know what? You know, here's the difference. Here, I think is the difference. You want a good dad comparison? Yeah. Uh, it's like a coffee with half and half, or it's a coffee black. I can have an extra cup of Joe, but that those extra calories on that half and half. I could. That's good. That's good. I would say it's like having a whiskey on the rocks versus mm-hmm. a whiskey and cola. Call it Coke, Pepsi out of the gun. Yep. You nope. are gonna yep. feel exponentially worse at the end of the night and the morning because it just you just you lace that with that sack and that sugar and yeah i know it's aspartame and whatever is in dew but there's something about like just that spike of that sugar straight cane that straight pure cane that that gets me like uncomfortable (laughs) it's but it's it it is it's it's the sugar on the sugar right that's why it's good it's like that's why like a rum and coke is so good. It's because you're like, oh yeah, rum is just sugar booze. Yeah, yep. And yeah. then you add a little extra sugar, and you're like, oh, this tastes phenomenal. Like yeah. like a tiki drink. Like yeah. that's why you need a really sweet fruit juice with it, because then it just like works. Whereas if I gave you a warm glass of white rum, you'd be like, <laughs> what am I, your worst enemy? <laughs> Why would you serve me this? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, dew. So, I, so I've been drinking a lot of dews, and it was great. So my relaxation has to do with I need to spike a little bit, feel like I just, mm-hmm. actually, because of where I'm at, I just need enough energy to get out of the door to right. relax. Yeah. You okay. need that sun in your belly. You need a little <laughs> extra. Yeah, I need a little cook. Um, <laughs> but I know about the Dew Nations. Which for the audience out there is if you, so good. I guess we should preface it with like what we're actually talking about. Mountain Dew bottles, which I'm opposed to, by the way. Um, I'm a can man, so <laughs> so every Mountain Dew or Mountain Dew's Mountain Dew is taken after the federal government and decided yes, to exactly. issue, decided like the, to issue quarter a bottle for every state, and they do nothing. Other than say the name of the state on it. They put your name on it. They don't put an Empire State Building for New York. There's not a buffalo on the – like a buffalo riding a wave on South Dakota's, which now that I'm talking about that, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Statue of Liberty given a hang 10. (laughs) Spoken Um, a J. (laughs) But it's just just in Georgia typeface font, North Dakota – so that's it that's it so the dude they just did the coke with the name when it's like my name is frank and this coke says hi frank they got they got weird with that because they kind of went like half-ass specific they're like frank Derek, leonard but then they just went teacher lawyer (laughs) they went went occupation yeah. So it's even worse than like a keychain kiosk. Oh yes, absolutely. No, you it's know, your profession and your name. Collect them all. Teacher Frank. Like that's too. <laughs> that's Mimi. Mimi is Teacher Frank. That give is, give. If you're Teacher Frank 
and you sit down at your desk in your classroom and there's a coke that says teacher frank waiting for you that shit's full of poison know your enemies know the kid in the class that you gave a bad grade to because there's not a teacher frank can teacher frank <laughs> teacher frank either that or on the the, the coin is you're you're the lauren michaels of that school oh right right you've scared everyone into like I want my teacher, Frank, and they will be facing outward. What the Coke fuck? inward. What the fuck is this on my desk? It's a, it's a Coke, teacher, Frank. I would know Frank. that. Coke for who? It's like, teacher, Frank. What was I going to say? Oh, I, I kind of got that from uh, an episode. We were gone of- for two weeks and already we already <laughs> teacher coined. Frank. We got a new character, Teacher Frank. School, He's a piece school, of shit. School is in. Yeah, Teacher Frank, the piece of <laughs> it's shit. It's true. School started, so Teacher Frank's in session. That That is slightly based on the idea or based on the true story of this teacher on a Homicide Hunter episode who – uh, she always used the same like reusable water bottle and I can just picture this because kids are fucking one kids are don't think about consequences and two their buttholes so she like yelled at this kid who was always talking in her class and she said you know you have to meet me after school come back to this class after school because mm-hmm. we have to discuss your behavior. So she gets yeah. busy, school day's over, she gets caught up and she doesn't, she's not right in class at the end of school to meet him. So he's sitting in her chemistry class oh, of and course. he, right? And he's just like, finds like, like rock form <laughs> sulfuric acid and he's just doesn't think. He's just like, oh, these are like bubble rocks. So he just puts these, these rocks of sulfuric acid into her beverage into her water glass and just closes it and she's like he's like all right she's not gonna show up she's totally forgot about him he leaves like 10 minutes later and of course she goes in takes a suckle off her water bottle and just gargles hot asphalt she doesn't die and that's even worse like oh no well no i don't know if that's worse obviously not but the acid was so intense obviously that it melted through the front of her throat and out. (laughs) My first thought was like, that acid is so acidic that it, yes, that's how, why the word acidic exists. So, uh, and you know, this kid was just like, he, he genuinely wasn't trying to kill a woman. He was like, that bitch gave me a a talking to, I'm going to, I'm going to give her a toothache. It's like, I don't know. Toothache. I don't know what's worse. That's my thing. Is like I don't know what's worse is if he was just like American Psycho and like no one talks down to me, no one spoils my fun. I'm gonna kill you, or I'm a dumb dumb and like I want her to drink rock water. Yeah, I think like dumb, I think, think dumb dumbs worse. Dumb-dumbs. I think dumb dumbs worse because that's where they're like the cops show up to your house. And they're like, hey, dum-dum, you know, like, and you're like, what did I do? They're like, you know that shit you put in somebody's water? Fucking and then water the, bottle? Then the feeling you get is like, did I do dum-dum? Did Maybe. I do dum-dum? Because oh, no. <laughs> you know, they're like, the cops are there. So I'm in big, big trouble. Oh, no, dum-dum showed up today. <laughs> oh, no, know. not dum-dum. So, 
Anyways, Teacher Frank. I'm Derek, not Dum Dum. Well, Teacher Frank dumb, might dumb. get a rock coat. Teacher- <laughs> 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 oh, Teacher Frank, don't fall for that shit. Can you imagine, like, if he like accidentally, like, he's like, oh, like, say Teacher Frank is actually cool, young Teacher Frank, and he's like, oh man. Right. You guys got me a name coke? Oh man, teacher Frank my name's Frank. I'm a teacher. Oh, I'm really doing my job. This is pretty. <laughs> he, he accidentally elbowed, knocks it over, and it fucking sizzles <laughs> through his desk. <laughs> oh, the horror! It's like that scene in fucking Indiana Jones where he Sala snatches the bad date, oh, except yeah. it's an acid. That's right. Bad cokes, Frank. <laughs> Bad Frank Coke, teacher Frank. Um, <laughs> what was so Cokes? Oh, so I'm drinking Diet Dews. I'm having an amazing, relaxing time. Um, of course, going into a vacation as we try and I or we, I like to put, um, I like to put relaxation on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh yes. So yeah, yeah. And me think, and it's very egotistical. My relaxation has to involve reading Wisdom of the Buddha, a little morning meditation. I better sit, I better be journaling every night because I'm grateful to be in a place where I can journal. And oh God. you have a couple do's and you fall asleep yeah. on the beach. Fuck that shit. But so what I did, and it didn't matter because everything has a way of meandering into perfection because I actually had. I don't think I said it out loud, but I said it out loud to some people that were like, you know, I often say things, don't say what you're thinking all the time, keep it close to your chest sometimes, Hans. But I just had this moment, I was like, <laughs> if 12-year-old Hans could come talk to 36-year-old Hans right now, he he would he would go, you, you've done it. I don't know, I don't know how. the code. They, he's found me, I don't know how. But he would have brought you, me. teacher... Hank, because they don't sell Hans Cokes, <laughs> no. but I tried. <laughs> and the, and obviously, we all know I've not done that, at least in my adult mind. There's no making it. But when you sit there, so or yeah. the, the the situation is this: as I as I jumble, as I gargle, acid gargle to it, I found the that last year I bought the novelization of Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So oh every morning I would sit on the toilet and read from this tome <laughs> and I just had this moment and it was like warm, like getting warm out and Ruby slept in. I was just like, I mean, I I don't have any, pl- I don't have any place to be. I have enough uh-huh. money to like, to be, yeah. I'm financially independent, even though I'm broke. You know what I mean? Like as a kid, yeah. you think as a, I'm as financially set as I'd ever want to be at 12 because I can buy whatever mm-hmm. foods I want to whatever a 12-year-old. There's yeah. Twizzlers. I have, I don't even have to leave the house because I've already bought the treats I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can eat and drink them at any time. I can stay sure. up. I stayed up late watching Joe Kenda. And I was just like, <laughs> if, he, if my 12-year-old was sitting in front of me on the toilet right now, he'd just go like, How'd you do it, man? Like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up the steps on how you got here. <laughs> Just write it down. Write it down. So here's here's the issue with that, though. 
I began actually reading George Lucas's Ooh. novelization of A New Hope. Yeah. And I have not in my life read uh, he that he stretched that story so Ooh, thin. Yeah. It is a it's masterful. Because you know, it's so. It's like the glove on the head of Mandel that this that bubble is stretched so thin. (laughs) Yes, yes. You could tell they were just like, I didn't know Star Wars was going to be such. George, we got to sell a book, and he was like, I'm George Lucas. I got it. It's got to be quality. So he's like, but but they're like, but George, all we want is Pixie to Wordy. Like we just want people to read the movie, and he was like. He was no. like, that's no problem. And he watched the movie and adapted it to a novel, and it was four pages long. So he said, <laughs> yeah. oh, shit. So uh, I see. The first 15, the first 10 pages of this novel, of the novel of A New Hope, are the first 30 seconds of the film in which um, C-3PO and R2-D2 are escaping the um, the ship from that the Empire's boarding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But George Lucas is like the glimmer of the glimmerious armor of Cetrepeo. The name comes from, and it was just like <laughs> the fuck. I know what you're doing, you piece of shit. Stretch for time, and like, oh yeah, just, oh dude, that's not the light, dude. Keep going. <laughs> yes, yes, and it, and so I say this because. It 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 t- took a quick turn to enjoyable because I was like, he even spelled out C three PO and R two D two instead of using uh, numbers. What was the, what was, of, what was the spacing on that novel? Was it double spaced? <laughs> it's so true. Up that page count. When you meet Luke, it, you meet Luke, and you also meet his friend, Windy and Deke. Who work at like the car, like the um, power oh, they work converter at the space store. gas station yes. that he's talking about, and you learn like how much Windy like like Windy had a <laughs> Windy passion Deke. for coats because he's describing <laughs> his coat, and I can tell like he went back and he was like, oh, "I got to fill this." He's like, "Well, why does Windy have a nice coat?" Let's talk well, about like coats. like and spending windy. money on coats because it's so windy. <laughs> I was just like, "Wow, dude! Wow, George." Wow. Do you think we could pitch Disney a Windy and Deke <laughs> yes. two-hander, like a Butch and Sundance? Like... For the truest of the bluest, oh, could you get a series that's... about Windy and Deke? You're, what you're describing, like, yes, conceptually, the book as a thing now that I'm an adult is yep. just a cash grab. Like, sure. I get it. It's just a thing to sell at a gas station on a little spinner rack. Right. But as you're describing it, you went Wendy and Deke, and I was like, fuck, do I know Wendy and Deke? I didn't read this. You know, like, there was a time in my life where I was like, Hans, you have to recount everything you just read. (laughs) Tell me of Wendy and Deke. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like. Because we talked about it. You had the uh, Star Wars, like, encyclopedia book. Oh, yes. Which I loved. I didn't own it. I had to borrow it from friends intermittently. But didn't you just watch yes. Star Wars and, and go through the, the book and read the passages as they came up? Yeah, so every That's, time... That, before the internet, that would just be like, you would just be on Reddit. 
that those that was those were my I suppose it was Saturday and or Sunday, but every weekend for six months I would just pause the movie, look up, and it would be as simple as like Job of the Hut, right? So I look up Job of the Hut, da, 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 da. Ooh, and then he's of the Hutties, and then they are yeah, yeah, the mafia. Then you read all about the Hut clan and where they're from and this and that, and I was like, all right, I continue. So that's why twelve year old me would be looking at me. You know, going. You've won. You've won the life lottery. Going. Tell me about Windy and Deke. <laughs> I I have to wait twenty five years to hear of this Windy and Deke, which I didn't. I guess I could have <laughs> picked up the novelization, but he, but I was too busy. <laughs> I was too busy in my own uh, abstract realm oh, or, or quite oh. concrete realm, I should say, of Star Wars. <laughs> um. Any, but but it does. Yes, it's a cash grab. But I think in more more of a cash grab would I guess would be if he did. I mean, he filled it and he looked up words in a dictionary in the same way and said like, "What's another word for gold? Yeah. Gleamdemerous or whatever, you know." Yeah. So I, you know, you want to. Speaking of cash grab, and this has nothing to do with. I mean, it has something to do with George Lucas because it is called the Star Wars, but before Marvel. Slash Disney purchased Star Wars. Uh, yep. Star Wars comics in the seventies were put out by Marvel. They let the license lapse, and then they were put out by Dark Horse Comics forever. And there's a huge, like twenty years worth of like cool comics, cool stories. But like, were droids? Right... Sorry, were droids on Dark Horse? Yes, that droids miniseries, yeah. which is probably one of my favorite Star Wars related pieces of tangential like storytelling with star wars is the series called droids and it's just about c-3po and r2d2 like I, it was awesome catting around space yeah it's so uh, perfect sorry to interrupt but no 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 problem uh but like right before dark horse was gonna lose because obviously it's this huge corporate takeover dark horse comics knew they were gonna lose this thing and it was right. huge it was one of their big of course. Things they could count on. Uh, so they got the comic book artist Alex Ross. He did all the covers. And Alex Ross is known for like super realistic, like airbrushed, beautiful paintings. So the covers of these comic books were very reminiscent of the Drew Van Struessen sure. movie posters. Uh, and it's called The Star Wars. And basically they just took <laughs> – and it's the first two drafts of Star Wars. And they're like, fuck it, we're going to turn it into a comic. Making it as is, warts, zits, everything. We're making it. And it is fucking... I stopped reading it. I was like, I can't finish it. It's too bad. It's too <laughs> bad. And like, as an art, like as a writer, like as a creator, as we know, doing comedy for so long, it's like, that's why draft V2, V3, V4, sure. yep. they stay in the old fucking filing cabinet. Oh, yeah. Because it it's all there, but it's just – it doesn't have that the electricity of, like, Star Wars. Sure. And it's just bad. It's, like – it's just the rough sketch. Like, you see it all there, but it's just – It's a very, like uh, – it's like we've heard it, – it's – um. It's like a Will Ferrell movie that uh, Judd Apatow didn't rein in. Right. It's all over the map. It, 
actually what it sounds like is like I haven't seen it, but there was that uh, Will Ferrell movie, the Sherlock Holmes one. Holmes and Watson? Holmes and Watson. I haven't seen it, so I can't attest to like how good or bad it is. But that movie has been in production since for the last 20 years. That movie was supposed to come out after the first Anchorman. So I started to watch it. And the reason I watched – so for, let me preface it, and everybody knows this. I'm a, I'm, I'm not only just a huge um, admirer and fan of Will Ferrell and his comedy, I'm much like a Sandler man, a Ferrell apologist, right? So there's mm-hmm. movies that yeah. people are like – and I know in my soul, I'm like, yeah, it was dog shit. But I'm like, this part was funny and, you know, sure. and, and, this, and it introduced us to this actor and – all right. Um, this – Holmes and Watson, and I and I must say I didn't go in blind. Like John Johnny Verno, yeah, he was like he said it was either the first, only or the second movie. He said he legitimately walked out. And there's people like you, Timmy, sure. Johnny, especially with movies like the opinions ninety nine percent spot on. That if you tell me I'll enjoy mm-hmm. it, yeah. I enjoy. It. Oh yeah, yeah, just the same sensibility. No, same like that. Yeah. There, I have a handful of people who I trust their impin- opinion 100%. Yep. If you say it's bad and you're one of them, if you're like, yeah, no, skip this. I'm and, like, I got to skip. And even – and there's – if you say it's bad, good, right? Like the novelization yeah. of New Hope. Like it's bad, good. Yeah. I'll go, oh, then I know I'm going to enjoy it in the same way probably if it was it was right. amazing. Once you get over that hump of yeah. like, oh, there's going to be a lot of – there's a lot of Mason and Windy or whatever yeah. his name was. <laughs> Windy and Deke. <laughs> Windy and Deke. Uh, and uh, Aunt Peru's brother, Teacher Frank. But uh, so anyway, so I knew that. But I also like right around the same time, like he went like opening weekend, you know, on my news feed, it was like mm-hmm. Holmes and Watson gets lowest, rot- gets zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> zero. And then it was like all these angry. So I was like, wow, I think they're it's really bad. I was like. I don't know though, John C. Riley, exactly. Farrell, come on. How, but how bad? You know, like I'm the same way. Like I'm very curious because I'm like I'm. I understand it's bad. Yeah. But I. But that's my thing. Is like, can it be so unwatchably bad? I will describe the first scene to you, and you tell me if this isn't um, Kaufman esque. If they're not turning it on us. Right. Yeah. The first scene is John C. Riley, and it's rough. This is rough in my head, but the first scene is John C. Riley, a fly. Get, he's on like a third story in a third story library, and there's a fly in there, and he's trying to bat it away. He can't bat it, and he's mm-hmm. knocking things off the shelf. And then the camera goes to an exterior shot, and Will Ferrell, as Will Ferrell plays this very effete Sherlock Holmes. Like, very intellectual, but very dandy. Like, you know, like Sherlock Holmes, he knows a little bit about everything. He's an expert on everything, I should say. And so he's outside, and they get closer on him, and he's say he's polishing a watermelon. And he's going, oh, watermelon, I've, you are the gonna be, finally get me the blue ribbon. (laughs) And I was like, because you you already see it, right? On the third floor, he's swatting at a fly. And Will Ferrell's legitimately like talking about how this is his prized watermelon, and you know that nothing 
it it doesn't turn the corner like exactly yeah. what happens happens. John C. Riley falls out the window, lands in the watermelon. A comical but not comical, a too obvious for this type of movie amount of pink goo splashes out of the melon as John C. Riley lands into it on Will Ferrell's face, and it's like you boob. It's like, did I squash your melon? He's like, I hate my melon squashed. And I was like, what the oh, fuck is it? No. There is a scene where I don't. I guess a lot of insect stuff where, what? Like they <laughs> they set bugs. it up. A lot of bugs in this movie. They set it up so directly where, like, literally, it's not the next scene, but it very well could be. John C. Riley's like licks his pen. He goes. And now all I need to do is ink the last word of my life's novel. And then Will Ferrell's trying to light a candle and he's like, this candle won't light. Perhaps it's a human. And it's like, are they doing this? Is there something I don't know here? No, what you're describing to me, I, I am like, how can this not be funny? Because it, like, it smacks of like... An inside joke. Right. And it smacks of like, which is sad because it's like contempt for the audience. Like, don't make an overly dumb, bad joke. Just make a good joke. Like, it's harder to like. Yeah, but I think you got channel dumb dumb. Yes. Like, what are you doing, dumb right. dumb? I think you got to go because I'm, I'm legitimate. Like, I think they're doing it. Um, unconsciously, I think they think it's like a slapsticky, I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't believe it. It's, it's so bad. I didn't finish it. Um, and it's all those, like those slapstick setups that, that are, that go I back to Buster love Keaton. I that stuff too. It's, I love Buster Keaton, the three stooges. Like I love that. And going back and rewatching those things, like those are earnestly very funny still. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. When you, because they didn't do like this seems to me like like the high hat they're trying to be like oh you're too dumb to get it you'll think it's funny regardless right Whereas the three stooges the laurel and hardy uh the marx brothers like that's the famous story about the the feud in the marx brothers is that like groucho marx was that like edge lordy like, I'm the smartest man in the room. I'm the funniest man in the room. And he never got any respect because everybody thought he was a mean asshole. Oh, yeah. Right. But then Harpo Marx was invited to the Algonquin Club yeah, that... and lauded as the, you know, the reincarnation of the greatest c- comedians of all time. And yeah, it he... drove Groucho Marx crazy. Because he couldn't, he couldn't. He couldn't see the broader picture in spite of himself, right? He's like, but people should love me because I'm smart and witty and that's what I do. But they're like, yeah, we appreciate that, but you're you're an asshole. You know, this guy plays the fucking harp and he's beautiful and he and he says nice things about you. When you're when you're there, like two other people, like you leave, like he doesn't. And that's what bothers me is like, I love like broad comedy I think, like, that is, like, and we've talked about it on the podcast, like, everybody knows how much I love wrestling, and I love that, oh, like, yeah. physicality of the thing that seems dumb and stupid, like comedy mm. and wrestling, mm-hmm. but it actually takes a lot of skill right. to do it well. 
That's it. And it's for you to yeah. just like, I don't know, I fell on a melon and then a big thing went. No, I just, I just think it was, uh, I think, uh, well, I don't want to talk to their intentions. I don't want to shit on anybody's stuff, but. Yeah. No, it, it's true. It's, it's, but you, you wonder. It, you do. <laughs> there you go. That's the best way to put it. You do wonder. Like, there's a whole five minute segment where a judge is like, who is, who is um, Sherlock Holmes, like always his primary um, nemesis? Oh, uh, Moriarty. Moriarty. And the judge is like, in five minutes, I'm going to lower my gavel. And if that's lowered before Sherlock Holmes gets here to tell his case against Moriarty, he must go free. It's English law. And then um, uh, Watson's like, Sherlock, we've Mr. Holmes, we've got to get to the courthouse. He's like, do you think this bow tie fits nicely? I don't know. And it's see that's funny. You're, what you're describing is a funny bit. It's not though. Like, it's, I but know it's execution. I, I know. Uh, even as I was saying, I was like that. That should be. That should work. Because then the next thing is like, like you know, like the, he's like, you know, the the gavel gets a little closer, and he's like, "Do you think this powder looks good on my?" my head? <laughs> I'm laughing because I can see it. Like I would write that joke. That's the thing. Like. Let not ye be the one who cast the first stone, or however no, the no, no. thing goes. Like, All right. I would write that joke. You need to. Well, now you have joy work. And now I have. That's going to be so, my own joy work. Because perhaps I'm looking through it either. I don't think through so. through a cow pie with needle holes, or and in this instance, I'm looking through ruby colored lenses. You know, so no, I, I think know. we were talking. Like we just said, it's the the intent of it. Like something. Like it sounds like it's off. By a beat. Right. Because the it sounds funny. Like the joke is, is a, a structurally sound gag. Yeah. By two of the best. The best, yeah. Like how something in there just didn't click. Sure. Yeah. Um, how do we get on that? Holmes. I don't oh, know. Oh, Star Wars. We- Week and Dindy? Oh, or yeah. Windy and Deke? It was, yeah, Windy yeah. and Deke. Because I was talking about the... Uh, Cash grab the the Star Wars yeah. like the first right. draft sure. of a thing, a second draft of a thing. So could we sell a Windy and Deke? Absolutely. I mean, I to a like we we. So here's the thing: we've already lost. I was talking to my brother Travis tonight, actually, and he was talk. He read the novelizations when they came out, and it actually made me excited. Twelve year old me excited because he's like, yeah, 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 but he's like. James Kahn wrote this. This writer, James Kahn, wrote mm. *Return of the Jedi*, and he's like, he knocked that out of the park. He's like, that was better than the movie because he's just a good writer, and he wrote some of like *Tales from Jabba's*, like some of that stuff. Oh um, my god! Well, there you go. Yeah, well, I'm sold. Like, and, and it Tales is an from art. Palace, Adaptations and art, whether you're adapting from a novel to a, a I'm sure there's different mm-hmm. skill sets to a screen or from anything, video game to a TV show. I don't know why that adaptation. There's an art there too, obviously. Um, so what I'm getting at is something that um, uh, laser focused on a Windy and Deke, mm-hmm. you know, their adventures on Tatooine, crusty motherfuck Tatooine, which yeah, is amazing because oh yeah. you have more than you could ever want on Tatooine, right? You have That's fucking... everything that makes Star Wars work. It's right. a Western. It's the, the yes. scumbum planet. But what you don't have are you. Um, you don't have your protagonists 
because finding a protagonist is very precarious in that you don't want somebody who's so obviously heroic. Obviously, you yeah. wouldn't use like a Luke. Luke Skywalker works perfect at the beginning, but we all know Luke. You couldn't just go back and and watch Luke's exploits because you'd be like, that doesn't fit. He was he just can't a, come back. He's too he's powerful just, now. No, but even before, if you go pre, you're oh, like, no, yeah, but like young Luke none Skywalker, of that, none of that came up. But you don't know about what Windy and Deke are are fucking stripping land cr- speeders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're getting into no, trouble. True. You know what I mean? And they're you don't I, know where they're gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, so they're good enough where you it's it's also a um anti-hero, right? You want to root for these guys cuz they're crusty and and they're not like privileged or anything, but they also do bad shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Windy and Deke is the Fraser of the Cheersiverse if Cheers is Star Wars. Sure. Like you're going to get an Obi-Wan cameo. You're going to get a Luke's right. going to show up again at some point cuz they we we all know they end up at Jabba's palace. Yeah, exactly. But they had to set up the heist to sneak Han's bones into Jabba's palace. You know, right. like Windy and Deke, baby. That's the case for Windy and Deke. That could work, man. Windy and Deke. I actually like that. Like, <laughs> I, I write it down in my notepad as though I'm going to get uh, Star Wars on the. I see, I don't even know. That's, how, that's, my little, that's my <laughs> how little I know of the industry. I need to get Star Wars on the phone. I have an idea. Uh, you know that's not. I'm gonna call entity, George right? Lucas, and he's like, "Why with the Windy and Deke? You know, I don't even own it anymore." You don't even, and you don't even call him Mr. Lucas. You're like, "Yes, is Star Wars there?" <laughs> like this week. With no, Star I Wars don't days. have an appointment. Uh, I'm looking to see Star Wars. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, so, oh, so that was just part of the uh, the relaxing vacay, reading a little. Reading a little Star Wars, drinking some Mountain Dew, having an Impossible Whopper from Burger King. Mm, how was it? It's, I mean, so I... I I'm, like the Impossible products that I've had. I do too. Uh, and I, I'm going to stand by, I like a good... I haven't had one in many years, even before I stopped eating meat. I'm a Whopper man. I love a good Whopper. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yeah. In fact, they're fucking delicious. But the last time I had a Whopper... Mm, man, I... I, there might have been one I'm forgetting was there was two Burger Kings in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, where we lived. Oh, my God. Yes. And I still brought a lot of Midwest with me. So I was still like, yeah, fast food is chain. Fast food is just the thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm for yeah. for a minute. I was walking by like these amazing like bodega sandwich shops, that amazing shop on like Fourth Avenue that, you know, the the Spanish ladies would make you oh, like the, the press the sandwiches. Delicate, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So so amazing and unique and delicious and and full of like culture. <laughs> you know what? Talk about ruby colored glasses. It was always yeah. a it was always a hair trigger of getting out of there alive at three in the morning. Oh yeah, nothing beats a couple uh, old young fat white drunk guys flirting with the ladies behind the counter. You're and and just so many times like just and I say flirting in the nice way. I was like, this lady's very nice to me. Right. I'm just gonna like make nice jokes around her. Like I wasn't like, hey baby, okay, where you going home tonight? You know, like I'm not being a pig. But that's but who, like that's who else was in there. Were fucking pigs. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to categorize anybody, but they were just neighborhood fucks. Everybody knows, especially in New York, yeah. knows what that is. They fucking own the joint. They come in. They're rude to the ladies. They're showbies to the ladies, but 
the lady like you and I would go in there for a sandwich, be first in line, and thirty people would get served before us. Yeah, because they just know, like they're just like, they're why fine. why you made a scene? These guys are good. They've got a buzz. They'll get their sandwich. This guy's gonna be a dickhead and start a ruckus if I don't make his yeah. fucking egg and cheese right now. Oh, if he doesn't get his trace leches cake. Yes, and we always got those little cookies when we left. Um, so getting so the last time, I, let's just put it. Let's long story longer. Uh, was probably in the neighborhood. We'd go sit at that Burger King. Yeah. And delicious. And this was a time where they, I don't know if there's still a comment on the menu. It was a triple Whopper. So I had a triple oh, Whopper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Man. yes and, no. and that's too much, by the way. But just yeah. a single Whopper, have it your way. But I think my way was standard. I don't know if you add mayo or if mayo automatically comes on it, but I always had that no, mayo I on it, it. I think it comes. I think. It, there's no mustard. It's ketchup, mayo. Yeah, oh yeah. The, the, onion, the pickle, lettuce. Onion, right? pickle, tomato, lettuce. I could go with or without onion, but I think I just do it. I just order Whopper. Um, so you got to trust the chef on the Whopper, Hans. Oh, yeah. You got to let him yeah. just. If he says onion, he take the onion. So that was a decade ago. I still know what I through all that time, even before having an Impossible Whopper. I know what a Whopper tastes like. They're they're really mm-hmm. good. Um, it's a very artificial grill flavor. <laughs> We're getting like Mark Borshardi was like, eat that flame broil on it. And it's so good. But, <laughs> but they he, serve Pepsi here. So I can't right. come. He's absolutely right though. Um, so anyways, I have my impossible Whopper. It tastes just yeah. like a Whopper. Why wouldn't That's you it. expect it to? Exactly. Exactly like a Whopper. So it's delicious. I have my Surge Zero and I have my fries. They Surge I, back? They have Surge Zero as well. BK got Surge Zero? And, oh, man. And that's their advertising. They have one of those, where I was in Maine, they have one of those soda machines where you make the fucked up combinations, you know? Oh, yeah. You could do like White Coke or like Orange Bright or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know what a White know. Coke is. But, um... Oh, you never had a White... Oh, I guess you're not going to the right spots. I mean, why didn't Coke compete with crystal clear pepsi with just just do white just Just a white coke white coke dr frank's or frank the teacher's white coke teacher frank's (laughs) white coke teacher frank's white coke oh man um (laughs) teacher frank is a guy who would have bought pallets of that to still have them to this day because they're in his like bomb shelter yeah he just keeps coming to class with his teacher frank coke and they're so they don't even make a sound when he opens just the metal on metal Hey, Teacher Frank, I think you're just out of so bubbles thick. there. Can I put just a few bubbles set. in your in your in your white coke, Teacher Frank? <laughs> That's poison. Um, <laughs> what I was getting to, so it's been a long time. How boring of stories! It's been a long time. I had my Whopper; it's delicious. How much do you, or would you, or maybe you, Ben? How much do you think a Whopper value meal is these days? I didn't supersize oh, or whatever it's called at Burger King. I feel like the last time we did fast food. We never do the value meal, but they always seem they're like nine dollars now. Yeah, it was ten sixty. Ten sixty dollars? That's, That's crazy, right? Isn't that crazy? Twelve year old Casey and Hans are like, I can't afford a ten dollar Whopper meal. Who can? I wanna know that. Like that's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> eating his triple whoppers like a king. On the moon. With Jeffrey Epstein's bones. <laughs> Doesn't this is inside baseball? But we've talked about him before. You and I used to have this shitty job at this shitty place with these really mm-hmm. 
racist bosses, shitty people. Yes, yeah. And one of them looks just like Jeffrey Epstein. It's uncanny. Thank you. Makes me uncomfortable. So we worked for this guy Tom, and he, I, I can only tell you guys that I'm sure Tom didn't do the illicit things they're accusing Jeffrey Epstein of. Shocker. He would have though. But I gotta tell you, I can see the same things coming out of his mouth. Like, yeah, he was very um, derogatory to anyone, to anyone. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a night. And I just see Jeffrey Epstein's face and I just see him go. Like, uh, yeah. Hey. So uh, these black kids were breaking bottles in the street. So I can then finish the sentence. But did yeah. I tell you that story? <laughs> did I tell you world like, that story? That, it's like the, the perfect Tom Mad Lib for these black kids were doing X, Y and Z. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak through my teeth the way he speaks. And I'm sorry to even put this visceral. This is just the type of person we can deal with. The the type of visceral thing I'm going to put out there, but I'm obviously not going to use the same language. He comes in one morning. I'm setting up the bar. He puts on the fucking Rolling Stones because that's all he fucking did. Always, and, yeah. you know, it's I'm hungover. And that is, that is Hans, Hans, was his name Tom? Or depending on who came in, he would say... He was Keith, right? Is this oh, Keith? Yeah. Keith. <laughs> he would fucking tell people, like, if a liquor rep came in to ask for him by name, he'd be like, no, man, I'm not him. I'm Keith. I don't I'm, know who that Tom guy is. I'm Keith Payne at Blackston. <laughs> um, man, I don't even know. Other than just his, so the seeing Jeffrey Epstein, but he just came in one morning. Keith puts on his fucking dog shit and he's like, Hans, turn it up. And he's air drumming. And I fucking hate <laughs> Crank him. Crank it up. No one in there. But this time he came in with heat and he just goes, so this morning, and I'm sorry, but you have to insert the holiest of holiest racial slurs in for when I say black. He goes, and these black kids were breaking bottles in the street. So I came up and said, hey, you know, that's why everybody calls you black kids, because you do stuff like that. And I drove away. Huh? Oh, God. He just... drove away in his limousine. I was so fucking Holy shaken aback. And the only thing. Because well, this was like 2010. This isn't like yeah. 1968. It's really dark. And it was it's... basically yesterday. And it's dark on me, obviously, because I should have fucking slapped him in the face. You know, like, should, but all I was just like, you didn't do that, did you? Hans, you got to do that. You got to people walk all over you. And it's just like, dude, that's rough. You know, but that's, no, not, a, true. that's like, not an appropriate way to react and then keep cutting because you need to pay for your white Cokes later on. You know what I mean? That's a, that's Cause it's that's like, a walkout situation. I'll go like I did can't he say work for that. You. Like in real life, like there are two scenarios. It, again, it's like he either said that and it was actual real, which I totally believe. Mm-hmm. This is this is our we're going American Psycho versus Dum Dum. Sure, I see what you're saying. Or did Dum Dum just think Hans is going to be really impressed with yeah. me if I tell him I called a bunch of African American kids the N word? Because right. they were breaking bottles in the street. Like, where, where? I know where he lived. Like, who the fuck is breaking bottles in the street? Yeah, if they was... are, who gives a shit? I think you might have. Or did he just concoct this thing? thing and I was just going to say, I think, like... I think he was brushing his teeth and he is so full <laughs> of vile and bile 
you know, I think maybe this whole image just raced through his head and he's like, yeah, that's a good, that'll be a good story in the morning. Because who else? The, he gives himself fake names. You right. know what I mean? Well, it's like, instead of like, you know, I take a shower and like, pretend I'm on a podcast giving a fake interview. You know oh, what right. I mean? Like, we all have those moments of whimsy where it's like, sure. oh man, if I'm ever sitting with Kevin Smith and we're talking about movies, it's like, did he just like, oh, just taking a hate shower? Yeah, I mean, just that, like I can't wait to tell Hans this awful story I created. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people, because people thrive on disgust, right? So it's like, yeah, and 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 he had this, he had the same, he has the same Trumpy, Epstein thing. Like sure. he thrives on people thinking he's powerful. The only issue is he only equates power with, um exorbitant amounts of money and he had money yeah money but also power to him is i guess it's fear but i can't think of a better word uh, um he becomes more powerful because other people are god i'm a dumb dumb put a put a rock no, but, candy in my coke no but you're right like he equate like if people are scared of him yeah yeah right they're afraid to like oh no he's oh no it's keith oh and he, the, i better hold my tongue Maybe or, it's oh no, right? He wants you to know that he's not afraid to be the bad guy. The thing is, he's a bad guy, but maybe he's not actually doing it. He's like, because I'm not afraid to tell it how it is. Don't you think I'm cool? Because I'm, because I can be hurtful. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> way to be, man. No, it's true. It's like of the two of those stooges. At first, I was like, Keith is the the better of the two. Because he he jokes around, yeah. But that makes him worse because he's actually more awful. He's a snake. The other dude was more like like it's how uh, fucking Tim Roth describes the mob boss in uh, Reservoir Dogs. He's kind of like the thing, like he's really grouchy, and you're like, oh fuck, he's here. I don't like him. Yeah. But he actually is a, a more of a straight shooter. He just hates Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure, like, sure. yep. At the end of the day, it was like, oh, no, like, actually, Keith is the biggest piece of shit. The other guy is just a fucking asshole. Right. So you had an asshole and a, and a piece of shit <laughs> walk into a bar, call a bunch of kids horrible <laughs> names. Take that joke wherever you want. It's not making my Windy and Deke script. But so speaking of Hillary no. Clinton, Epstein, did you hear about oh, this yeah. shit? This is bonkers. Oh, that he he's very sad, a sad man. Who? Jeff. Jeffy Epps. Jeffy Epps is dead. I know he is. Okay. I'm just making the joke. I had read on Twitter someone was like, he must have been a very sad man. <laughs> it's like that's the most hilarious way that's to describe crazy. I think it was Henry Zabrowski, so like oh. put that in his <laughs> oh, that's tone of voice. That, and... That's great. I didn't. I didn't. Re- I, th- I didn't know it was cheeky. Yeah, but the president retweeted mm-hmm. this conspiracy that Jeffrey Epstein was killed by the Clintons. Yes, because it's a, it's of a very what he knows. If if you're in if if you guys are in the conspiracy scene, like that one's one of the top 10 like you're hearing that on like dick clark of the the clinton body count the epstein no just the epstein was killed by them because they've killed 
Right. Like, a lot of people around them have just died. Yes. So they're basically Frank and Hillary Underwood, or whatever her name is, you know. But who, what do they have, I I guess legacy now they have to lose, or... I I don't The first thing I went to, and this just shows how divisive it is, the first thing I went to is all I've been seeing are pictures of him and the president hanging out at these shitty parties with all these women, and they've both been accused of being shitty to women to, uh, and and that's not even fair, being uh, sexually assaulting women, and all I keep seeing are different pictures of him and Epstein around all these women. So it's like, it's not above the president to 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 get somebody off, right? No, <laughs> and like knock somebody off. I told Ashley about that tweet in particular because I was like, it doesn't make sense to me. Because like in the picture of the tweet, like there's like a flight log, and like his name is in the list of names, like written in really crappy handwriting, but like. So either we're dealing with American Psycho or Tony Dum Dums again, <laughs> because his name's on that list. Trump. Like Ashley and I were like Trump's was on there because he was yeah. like that was attached to the tweet with the conspiracy, the story. Right. The the guy's blog post that he retweeted and it was like Bill Clinton's on this list and blah, blah, blah. But so was he. So it's like Ashley and I were just laughing and just like exacerbate, like, like, oh, I, I just chum the water, man. Like, I swear to God, like, I made the joke. I was like, if this motherfucker doesn't put Joker face paint on before he goes to bed at night <laughs> because he just says one thing, does the other, does something, says the other, and it's just, it's confounding. <laughs> yeah, confounding is a good term. He, I am. I don't think he killed Jeffrey. Somebody killed Jeffrey Epstein, I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree with or, that. 100%. Or he was so sad that he committed suicide. But, no. like, the thing, the, the defense people keep using, and I don't like it, is they're like, uh, uh, narcissists don't commit suicide. And I was like, okay, sure, okay, to a point. Like, yeah, like, no serial killers commit suicide because they're all, like, right. no, you need to, like, I need to be around to tell my story. I need people, uh, need to be around so you can kiss my butt. Right. Like, I don't think he was in control. I, I don't know. I just don't think, so, one, I wouldn't put it past him to kill himself because sure. the, the, the writing was on the wall on this one. It was too high profile, too much evidence. The investigation was going too far. The old case came up. No amount of money's getting him out. I always go back to the guy from Boogie Nights, like the producer guy, that they end oh, up finding right. all the young, like, naked pictures. Right, yeah, And yeah, Burt yeah, Reynolds yeah. comes. To, I forget who that actor is. He's amazing. Burt Reynolds comes to visit him, and he's like, like, this guy's always gotten out of jams before. And then Burt's like, what's going on? He's like, I'm going to beat this thing, you know? And, and Burt Reynolds just looks at him and goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then as he walks out, he's just like, you never see that. I'm going to beat again. this thing. Right. So he just, you know, Epstein has no way of getting out. You don't put a pat. But the weird, there's too many, just quite frankly, obvious um, hiccups in him killing himself. He's yeah. getting checked on every half hour. He has a cellmate. All of a sudden, 
They transfer a cellmate for zero reason. There's mm-hmm. no reason for him to have his own cell. And they yeah. stop checking him every half hour. The most high-profile inmate they have. Yeah. He's got uh, something went around. He's got fucking rope marks on his neck a month ago. There's just, it's just somebody, maybe it was just somebody else who was like, I'm going to kill a fucking yeah. billionaire. Hey, buddy, I'm going to get you, you know, pay some guard off. Maybe it's even like that. But I think there's more to it. No, and it's like that facility in particular. I read yesterday. There's been one suicide in the last 25 years. Yeah. And that guy had like, he was a drug dealer, like a drug kingpin from South Philadelphia. So it's like, that motherfucker had enemies. So he probably didn't commit suicide either. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, that's weird, man. Well, it's one last, take him out of the tin. We'll drag those bones out of that tin. On the moon. To the moon with you. To the moon with those bones. No, and that's like, I was, there was other conspiracies I was reading. I was like, well, I mean, nothing's beyond the pale, but it was like, there was a, like, he was extracted because he's too big of an asset. Oh. Because he basically ran a honey trap for the CIA or the Mossad. Sure. So he just sure. had like I I have a mountain of evidence to implicate like Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, or whatever. Like it's like there are too many people. I love that he's the guy that comes up just because he has a print. He's he's a prince. It's, it's, it princes sounds... don't fucking matter. That guy who gives a fuck. It sounds good the, though when he gets busted lo- though. Right. That's prince. Fine. It's like Prince, prince John. It's like. You mincy little weasel, you. But the lowliest member of the House of Commons has more value than oh god, somebody yeah. with a, with with Prince. I don't even know Prince. Is he Scottish? I don't even know who he is. I don't know who he is. He's a brother of someone. No, he's a Windsor. So he's her, uh, the Queen's brother. Queen's son. The Queen is a son. Yeah, of the, a whole lot of the sons. But I only know Prince. Harry? Charles. Charles is her son, right? Prince Charles, yeah. I think it's Prince Charles's brother. Oh, I didn't even know he see I didn't know he had a brother. He's Uncle Why Ralph, would you? isn't he? Until he like touches somebody. He's, no, he's King Ralph for he's sure. King, like Uncle He's the Ralph. American cousin. Uncle Ralph Uncle Ralph's dream cokes. He uh, okay, so what what are they accusing him? Just going on these adventures with young women? Yeah, he's had sex with underage people. That's fucked so up. So it's man. implied. I hate yeah. this. You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. You don't. You just. I don't know. You well, don't have to have the sex thing with about like women. Obviously, like the and thing about Epstein, like is the like the scariest is that like how easy. Like I heard it described. Like he throws a party. You do a couple toots. You drink too much. You drink. Something in your, you get a little acid rock in your glass, you know, right. like, you're like, fuck, you wake up and you fucking got this massive hangover and you're like, oh shit, fuck, I think I just cheated on my wife. Right. And then your buddy Jeff is like, she's gone. Happens all the time, man. But like, here, have a, you know, Bloody Mary, man. It's cool. You cheated on your wife. But also... She was 16. Like, you know, like, that's how he gets you. Because then you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? And he's like, no, calm down. Calm down. I do it all the time. What do you mean you do it all the time? Yeah, we ship in 
we kidnap just, like, underage calm girls. Calm down here. It's, no one's going to know. No one's going to know. Here's what we're going to do. Take care of this. We're going to get out of here. She's fine. You're fine. But next time I throw a party, you got to invite your friend, Bill. You know what I mean? Like, and then, then you're, then you're good. Cause you're done. You're like, I fucked up. I, I fucked up and I did what he asked. And then I invite my friend and the same type of fucking thing happens. Maybe he just drinks too much the first couple of times. Cause that was my thing. It was like, how does he like have so many like friends? And I was just like, cause he just, it's a bacchanal. Like he yeah. keeps it flowing. He keeps it going. And then when that shit happens, he goes, Oh, nice. Prince Andrew is going to hook up with that 16-year-old. Can't wait to see his ass in the morning. <laughs> you know up. what I mean? Like It's just like, and then you got the guy in your pocket. He's a prince. So, And I'm not even saying he he's like, then I'm going to make the prince give me the codes for Buckingham Palace, and I'm going to steal the crown jewels. Like, right. it's not even like you just, you so, make him pay you $500,000. So this is more of like, an accruing of like power than this concept that he is just like a sexual deviant. I think it's more of that, just that. Like the stuff that leaked out was like he liked to get massages from young women that would possibly lead to sex. And I'm like, oh, I don't know why I said possibly. Like, oh, my brother. Like, I don't even <laughs> fucking Jeff Epstein. But like, you know, like, you hear the stories, and those were the stories, and it's like, he just was a fucking, like, he's a fucking Nero. Right, right, right. Yeah, I love that. It was, like, that little, like, because there's this idea as, like, you go on Pornhub, she's 30, but she looks like she's 16. Go there at Jeffrey Epstein, you're a billionaire. Yeah. Find the, find the... The the, oh my God. the person with the genetic disorder. I totally forgot. I heard this clip from um his test his the first thing in Florida. Like he had that one of the first hearings and it was recorded. So it wasn't like in the court of law, but they were like in the fucking dude and like fucking hats off to the fucking guy from Florida. She was like, Alright, Mr what's your name, sir? And he was like, Jeffrey, you know, William Epstein or whatever. And uh so he goes – He his first thing was like, so the uh, reports are that you have a giant egg-shaped penis. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they made him re-describe it and then he was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> so the guy just like scorched him like on the record. Yeah, but what's the scorch – I guess the egg shape is odd, but he prefaced it with giant. Yeah. But I guess they, giant uh, – giant, giant's all relative, right? Because if you put – I hear you have a giant, you know, sack full of water like penis that doesn't do you any good. Yeah. Put your headphones on. We're talking about Uncle Jeffrey. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Hey, we didn't even set it no. up. I mean, it's it goes without saying, but obviously, yeah, it's not funny. Agreed. Oh, good. That's, yeah. Weighing in. Hey, this is dead air, Harv. What does she have? (laughs) It's like a a light sound machine thing. Oh, yeah. It used used to hang on, like, the mobile, but it makes nature noises and stuff. 
Hey, are you guys gonna have her? Let's pivot from Jeffrey. Yeah, a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He's a piece of shit. He shouldn't have gotten old women that look young. That was <laughs> that made That's me feel cruel. greasy. Cruel. <laughs> That's very cruel. Um, because old women that look young are people too, Casey. They are. Um, uh, what was I gonna say though? Did it? Oh, uh, oh, totally uninteresting. This is here. Let's break from that to go dad segment. Are you gonna let? Is Harvey sleeping on a mattress on the floor yet? No, she co-sleeps with us. Oh, okay. bed. Because that's you know that's a thing. Oh, like like a baby baby dog bed on the floor. That's what we Ruby had a checkup today, and she's like, "Is she still in the crib?" And we're like, "Yeah." She's like, "Did you lower it to the bottom level?" I said, "Yeah." They're like, you got to be careful because you can crawl out of that. And we're like, yeah, we just lowered it two weeks ago because she, yeah. she took a somersault out of it. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, they're super flexible. She's going to get out of that, too. So just be ready to. And I was like, she's like, so when she's on the other mattress, you know, it'll be OK. She'll get up and play with stuff. But don't worry. Just baby proof room. And I, and I was going to let her go on. And then I like Meg, we're talking. I was stopped. And I went, wait, what do you mean? Like. It's her, her bed's just going to be on the ground, like the floor. She's like, yeah. It's like, what? So I guess she's just going to get like a, a pile of hay, so, like the boxcar children in the corner. <laughs> or so. I didn't know that was a thing, which is great because you don't have to buy and we don't have to, you know, we can just take whatever mattress she has and just shove it on a corner. One, but well, that's I like, didn't know that was her, a thing. Her, Harvey's bed is the adjustable. We got the one so we can take the yes. side is off so she yep. can get in and out of it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, but is it like if she rolls, she'll like how low is that? It's like a like a foot, half a foot. Yeah, that's a. I don't know. She sleeps on the couch a lot, and that's just a normal couch. And, and she, she doesn't, doesn't roll fall off the couch. Off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The, the thing we have is a convertible too, but it sounded like. You know what? This is fucking boring. But I'll. I'll, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> it just is. Let's get back to Wendy and Deke and Father Frank, <laughs> Teacher Frank. Um, uh, I guess we're on politics. So I can, think what else is going on? I'm officially. I officially put my my hat and my shekels in the ring for somebody. Oh yeah, putting my you got your, your pedal Deeks, to the metal. Wendy's. I got. I got put my my. I I I made my commitment to knock on some doors, and I gave Uncle my Joe? last twenty dollars. Not a chance. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a fucking doofus, <laughs> man. Doofus. Unreal. Yeah. He probably will be. And he'll probably, if he is, he'll get my vote. If everybody says it, I'll join that. Yeah. And so the reason I'm going is because this is the not only to, guy. Yes. This, and I, it is a man. Um, and maybe I'll, this, may I'll let you guess who it is. It's the only man. And I made the decision. After one of the debates, like I just did. And literally mm-hmm. after the debate, I went on their website. I did some more research into policies, made my donation, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Committed um, to volunteering down here. Um, he, in his final statement, didn't say it, but he finally came the closest to being honest about an answer to Trump. And he was just like, here's the deal. He's a homophobe. He's a racist. He's dangerous. That's it. Like, it was just very, like, uh, it, go to my website. And I was like, all right, he didn't say he was a piece of shit, but he also didn't, like, meander around anything else. Like, 
yeah. like the sacredness of our democracy stuff. He's just like, he's this, this, and this. What's wrong with us? So, do you know who I'm going for? Burnett. <laughs> yes, Bernadette Peters. It's Bones. <laughs> Colorado's own. Bernie. My my hat is in the ring Bernie, for Bernie. Yeah. I'm a Bernie man. It did Bernie tweeted like yesterday or something. It was like our president doesn't believe in climate change. He's an idiot. <laughs> that's and what I was I like, want. that's all I want. <laughs> that's the closest where I'm getting to my JP ticket of just call him a piece of shit. Right, right. That's all. So, I'm that's and and it's, it feels good to have. It feels good to to get a little bit of tunnel vision now. Like yeah, everybody oh, else no. can do their sure. thing, but now I can. Um, I actually have like somebody to support. And whether I mean, barring something ridiculous, like mm-hmm. like sleep. By the way, there's one good thing that ever has come out of Trump's mouth, and that is at least one good nickname, and that's Sleepy Joe Biden. It's the best, <laughs> it's yeah. the best no, shitty nickname. Ever. It sucks. Every it's time, it's so lazy. But no, but it like it works. It's it works perfect. Every time you hear a tweet start with Sleepy Joe, I like chuckle. Because I, cause I know it's going to be like him bumbling. So when you hear about a bumble, actually, it's not a bumble, but just putting that in front, you go like, yeah, he is like a, he's like goofy in those cartoons from Disney, tripping on his skis. And he's like, and like, I, I was, I read something, I think it was in the Atlantic or something. It was an article about Joe Biden's dopey brother and like his son. And they're both just like bad at being crappy. Like they're like fifty cent Kennedys. Mm. Like the way they like his brother and his son Wait, kind so of are his, always his nephew, his brother's son. No, his Joe Biden's brother, and then Joe Biden's uh, youngest son. Oh, he does have other sons. I was gonna say because okay. uh, his 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 yes, his older son has passed. Yeah, gotcha. Um. But they're just like, they're like, you hear about Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton's brother. Like, they're uh, just Roger. like, these like, hooting and hollering, like, they get into business with people they shouldn't have and <laughs> haven't done their research. And then they just happen to get out of town before the, like, federales come. And everybody's <laughs> like, what the fuck? The Bidens were here? And then Joe Biden has to, like, call his friends to be like, can you... Give my brother his money back. Like there was this scam they ran somewhere in like Pennsylvania. <laughs> like course. I was just like it. It made me feel sorry for Joe Biden, but I was also like, why do you keep bailing these guys out? Right, right. Because yeah. it's my brother and it's my son. That's it's, it's so interesting. There's, uh, Barack Obama's not. Barack Obama has half brothers and. I know he's a half brother. I don't know about sisters. Yeah, but he's probably yes, the believe, closest. Yes. He doesn't have like, like a Jim Bama. There's no Jimmy Bama. No, but the thing about it is his brother, um, his brother, but his brother oh, grew up and lives in Africa, and his brother was into some Trump sketchy shit. Like he's a fucking redneck from Africa. Like he's fucking. So it's you just can't get away with it if you get to that level of president. Like fucking. Um, a, a prime example is um, Jimmy Carter's, Reagan have a Jimmy Carter's brother? brother, 
Jim. Oh yeah, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's brother, yeah. Billy Bob. His name was fucking Billy Bob, from Georgia. Georgia Billy Bob, and he was an alcoholic, and he like wasn't even like a like he was like a good time for two beers, and then he drive like a tractor into his neighbor's house. Uh, oh, I forgot all about. It. He was like I that famously. Reagan had any siblings. But he had a Nixon didn't have like Nixon didn't have like a hot sister. Nixon had or a, dopey a sister brother. Though, and a brother. Oh, he did have both. I thought he, he did, was like but even they were I don't like, want to besmirch the even the they Nixons. were like um you know. Eh. How about LBJ? LBJ's got to have a That doesn't nothing comes to mind with LBJ. LBJ might be cuz LBJ wouldn't put up for sh- shit. Well, if he, no, had a brother. The, he would have. If his brother jeopardized his political career in the smidgenest of way, you'd never. The, he, well, Abu he Dhabi. He'd be hanging out leather. with Jim Bama in, in <laughs> Africa. Taking a leather strap to you and saying, <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. I don't know where I was getting he that. He would have sent would... his brother to Vietnam and he'd be like, but I'm yes. 50. And he's like, you're going to Vietnam. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? What'd you do? You lost money to who? You go to the Tet Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I know that's not a thing that can be a noun. I know that's like Star Wars. <laughs> it's commonly misunderstood. It's Most people think it's the Tet Offensive, but it's the Ted Offensive <laughs> for Ted Baines Johnson, who was on the front line, TBJ. strapped to that car like fucking Fury Road. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> the Ted Offensive... Um, well, no, it was the Tet offensive, and then Ted got real defensive, <laughs> and then he got beheaded. Um, uh, wait, where say? are we? Oh, my theory. fire station brag. Uh, my theory would have been that presidents that were o- their presidents aren't only children, but you might be right with Reagan. But Reagan's son was Ron kooky Jr. enough for him. Ron Jr. Might as well have been his brother. Might as well That's have been true. brother. I was just going to say, do you have to have a weird sibling to be a president? Or does being the president thrust you, make your weird siblings more powerful? It's the old Ron Jr. or the egg conundrum. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great, great question. Um, Truman's daughter was a notoriously bad piano player. And yet, because her father was president, she played like Carnegie Hall in front of like the New York Times music reviewer. And she was totally unqualified. So he wrote her like this famously shitty review. And then Harry Truman, like the next day, wrote like an (laughs) op Sent him to North Korea. Basically, sent him to meet Ted at the demilitarized zone. But uh, so that elevated her into at least a spotlight of embarrassment. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I do know Rutherford B. Hayes had a wiener dog named Satan. That's pretty baller. <laughs> Isn't that kind of awesome? I don't know. I was looking up uh, presidential pets, which every, every... That's a dope. A wiener dog named Satan? It's yeah. amazing. And then you're the president's wiener dog? Uh, take my money. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Send him to Mindy and Deke. Send him an advanced copy of Windy and Deke on streaming. The, there is something to be said also, though, 
villainous. Oh my god, and now we can come for a circle and kind of get to where. So we were talking about the conundrum of Donald Trump, as we often talk about. And you were saying it's confounding how he can say one thing and do the other. Very pro-wrestling. And one thing about Trump is, I mean, I know it's a small thing, but it says so much because it's so easy to do. So many things he doesn't do are so that make him look so villainous are so mm-hmm. simple that they have to be calculated. Every president, yeah, going back, prob- literally probably every president, but I was looking at pets' names. I can't think of any that didn't, whether they had a cat or some bullshit. Every president had a pet. And I'm not saying, like, LBJ had two dogs that slept with him in his own bed and his wife slept in a different room, right? I'm not saying, and he yeah, often yeah. had a dog, like, in his lap and all this stuff. I'm not saying presidents need to do that because you never saw really Obama with his dog, but he made the announcement that they had, had the dog. dog. But... You forget it. Like, you saw Bill Clinton walk with his dog sometimes. You would see it around, but it was never like, you know, like me, if you come here and I got fucking dogs all over my lap and it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a very stupid, integrated, intertwined part of my life. But all Donald Trump had to do is say, like, they have an announcement, like, because it's always anticipated, you know, because it's one of those small sure. things like the turkey or whatever. Like, what kind People of dog will it be? Thing. Will it be a this or that? And it's just like, yeah, we're not getting a pet. And it's like, that is so calculated because it's not like you yeah. have to, to clean up after it, Donald. It's not like you even no. have to meet it other than this one time. And it's such an easy win for you because people <laughs> love like... dogs. And he just vehemently was like, no dogs. No. That's weird. I got a snake and I called the snake my dick. <laughs> yes. Or he got, like Donald Trump would be a guy who gets hermit crabs. And then you're like, why does this room stink like fucking feet? Like fish. It's, yeah. like, it's Donald's hermit crabs. Like a fucking jellyfish tank. And a blacklight poster. Um, I wish he just got, like, scumbag pets. He's like, I ain't getting a dog. I'm getting a tiny alligator, a bunch of snakes, and then illegal monkeys. Um, well, You're but like, that's the can't. thing. Like, um, the list of pets under the Teddy Roosevelt administration, are, he had, like, a raccoon named Hermes. Like, he, his house was insane. He's an insane individual. He's an insane. It was just is so fun, but... So there's that. And then I'm getting to something um, that's leading me to this confounding is I was flabbergasted. I wasn't surprised that he acted poorly to the mass shootings. I I mean, it was just a given. Um, whether you think he did or not, the, the proverbial you. Um, it was the one, I was like, the one thing, the one of the primary things that he gets fucking slapped around for a little bit by both sides obviously way more on the democrat side is the time joe biden's running on it the time he said there's Mm -hmm. very fine people on both sides right yeah oh yeah 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 so that's like a crazy that is a very um divisive it was a stupid thing to say let's not sugarcoat it it was and it was obviously showed his colors but um he did the fucking it's like a script bot. It's like if you and I had a mm-hmm. good character in a sketch, we just transplant that character into a Burger King and write that same sketch yeah. and just switch totally. some synonyms and antonyms. He literally said, he's like, the thing about these shooters is they're radicalized on both sides. White supremacists, Antifa, both sides. He said the two words that he's been getting shit for 
his whole presidency, mm-hmm. both sides. It's yeah. confounding. And the only, it, it has to be calculated. It's calculated because he yeah. just, he wants to fucking, he's, he's Holmes and he's, that's not dumb, dumb. That's, um, what's the opposite? It's, that's not dumb, dumb. That's, uh, what are you saying? Uh, oh, uh, American Psycho. American Psycho. That's like, I want, I want to show you my fucking teeth without smiling. Like you, you've been making fun of you. You've been upset about that for two years. I'm going to give, I'm going to refresh it and give you two more. No, and it's almost a, like, um, well, obviously it's a, a fucking megal, not megalomaniacal, but like egotistical. Like it reminds me of like a writer or a, or, or an artist who, who, you know, is like good, but when they, like they purposefully are like, no, everyone's just going to overanalyze everything I say. So they're like, try like come find it right like find you know follow the breadcrumbs to crack this code and you're like no just fucking um just be honest right like don't over fucking over analyze and it's like that shit like the the words were chosen whether he wrote them or people wrote them for him i never thought about it but you're totally right like he wants you to just be like it's the same words, and well, then he gets a he gets away with he just gets away with it. Like he just like likes throwing fucking beer bottles full of fucking acid. Here's the answer, and and here's why. Here's here's a theory as to why he and it takes you right back to wrestling, and it's such a great analogy. It's just very weird that he was literally a villain in wrestling, um, yeah, uh, a villain spot or whatever. He's got. $120 million are probably more than that by now. He's got the war chest of war chest, probably of any sitting president. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about campaign funds and with yeah. unlimited opportunities to get more. Cause he has said explicitly, I don't give a fuck who gives me money. Super PACs, this company, that company, I do yeah. not discriminate the dollar. And in fact, you appreciate me for that. Cause I, I'm a money man. So he's got this unlimited war chest. He's got the statistics of a sitting president being reelected. He yeah. his approval as much as me being on this side and like and fucking blowing my fucking vapor like Windy and Deke. The his approval rating doesn't lie. Most it never falters more than like one or two points, and it's always at the middle. And it has been when he got mm-hmm. elected to where he's at now. So why is it why? So and he knows that that's where I'm getting at. He's got this war chest. He's basically got the same base that he has done some fucked up shit and some good shit, and nothing ever wavers in his approval rating. Really, yeah. Um, where's the war chest? Oh, the statistics. He's got a really confused and divided opponent right now, and the broader yeah. Democratic Party. It's more so than anybody probably if they're if they don't want Donald Trump as president wants to admit. Like they're fucking. Oh yeah, it's not. It's either, yeah. It you don't have to go into it. it's impeachment versus this or that, and it's the young people versus like they are not unified at all, which is very dangerous for them, I would say. Um. So where I'm getting at is Vince McMahon, the overarching na uh, metaphor of Vince McMahon has handed Donald Trump the script. 
And yeah. he's saying, Donald, you're still the villain. Um, you know, you're going into WrestleMania. Uh, you're going to be facing sleepy Joe Biden. Uh, so read through it. Tell me what you think. And then John Trump reads through it and goes, oh, yeah, that's why. I, so I do win this one. They're like, yeah, you know, we thought it was going to be an upset. And da, 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 but we just decided make it the a good jokes match, and the though, beats but... make it good. And uh, you're going to win no matter what. And Sleepy Joe's already agreed to it. So, you know, we really need you to fucking amp it up. Because no matter what, you got this one in the bag. So we, we need to sell these yeah. tickets. So get people you're heated. Needed. Get people He'll turn this. You. Yeah. So he just has that, whether it's real or not, he has the confidence of a, of a yeah. bad guy wrestler that's had been handed the script. And it's, I think he has the confidence of knowing, like, you were hinting at it, like, even before this even started, where, like, him being president just solidified his business bullshit. Because now he's not a bad businessman, because he's the fucking the right. Trump name in gold means something, because he was the president. And I was just uh, listening That's to this, and they were point. talking about his uh, Jared Kushner just started uh, uh the democrats i think it's called act blue yeah it is it's the uh the donation and yep. the connection thing and to my knowledge the conservatives didn't have anything like that or if they did it got supplanted by this thing called vote red okay which is created by jared kushner yeah and it's the same thing and it just c- collect money but i guess there's more like tax on it so it's like even if win or lose, Trump's making money off the back end for the family on this service. Oh, because they get a percentage as the like service? processing fees, and they partnered with the CEO of Stripe, which is an online credit wow. card thing. So it's like, oh yeah, I never thought so. All my donations, so I donated to um, on I can't forget, but like. My donation in uh, for the congressional race against Steve King went through Act mm-hmm. Blue. My donation uh, to Bernie went through Act Blue. Yeah. And, and and they came up, and I was making the donation and said, "You already have an Act Blue account," because I I forgot when I was. Um, who is I don't know I don't know who's running Act Blue. I don't know if it's the DNC. I don't know who's taking a taste off the top of that, or well, if it's a more is... noble. Uh, they are tip-based. Because I've used that right. Blue, and they're That's like, right. they ask you to tip to pay for, to facilitate. But I haven't read the fine print. I don't know how much of that 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 right. bucks, whatever you give. Does it all go? It's a good question. And there's this also this, um, yeah, but so even if it's tip-based... It's fine, and that's that's great. That's that's how it should be. But who? I I just and I'm. It's true. Is, I don't know. I don't know who implemented it. I don't know who that would be. Um, it's obviously, it's in the interest of all the candidates because it it represents any Democratic candidate mm-hmm. currently. And that fucking Tom Steyer man, that guy is smart as a motherfucking fox, getting everybody on that need to yep. impeach list millions and millions of people it is that's some james bond shit right there yeah because he just fucking saw the opportunity oh people don't like this guy give him sign a list tell tell me you don't like him oh but now i own that list and all your information 
And now that right. I'm running for president, I instantly have one of the biggest, um, what do mailing they call lists. it? Yeah, mail, Democratic mailing lists, which are like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross gold to presidential right, yeah. elections. It's the fucking leads. He he fucking he got the leads. It's true. Yeah. The leads hard. They gave it up for free. He didn't even have to pay Google for it. He didn't even have to pay Facebook for it. Dude, you, shit. we, whomever signed up willingly, get offered that information. He and all he had to do was pay for a billboard in Times Square, and then the media ran with it, and that was it. Yeah. He, he just had that billboard that ticked up. This one more person signed up. And then the media said, hey, this is what this billion, he's a fucking billionaire, is doing. And everybody signed up. Yeah, I want a pizza. And he even was like, just donate a penny. Like, because he was, he didn't, he's like, I'm going to spend my own money. I don't give a shit. But like, he needed to hit the numbers for you have to donations. Have a dollar, at least one dollar. So it's a dollar. So he's like, he paid for people to like, it's like old school, like fucking Tammany Hall shit. I'll pay you fifty. I'll pay you fifty bucks to give me one dollar back, dude. I you're not. So I was when we were in the car. We just got back. Um, I was playing like YouTube songs for Ruby. Every ad is Tom Steyer on YouTube. Those aren't cheap. Every fucking ad is Tom Steyer, yeah. and it's asking. He's asking people for one dollar because he needs at least one hundred thirty um, contribution, one hundred thirty thousand contributions of at least a dollar. And that has to be from a certain number of states, blah, 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 to get on the debate stage. I heard a piece from either the Washington Post or maybe you heard the same thing or New York Times. And all the every candidate, if you're on Facebook, every candidate saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm Cory Booker. Give me a dollar. Get me on that debate stage. For yeah. every one dollar that these candidates are raising, it's costing their campaign $70. Jesus. So this whole thing, everything fucking, you know, it, oh, it's it's God, the monkey that's... paw, right? The DNC yeah. was like, we're going to get a grassroots. That was the chair of the DNC was talking about. We want a grassroots campaign. We, want, we don't want people taking super PAC. We want the real people getting it. But the only it's way costly. to access them is through these media, congl- online media conglomerates. Mm-hmm. So they have to pay for Facebook ads. So for every dollar they get. They've spent $70 to get it. So going back to Trump having the end of the script, he's got $120 million and he Mm -hmm. doesn't have to do shit with it other than spend money to – he doesn't have to get on a debate stage. So these people are fucking empty in their coffers just to get onto a stage where they're not even going to play. They're they're fronting, right? They're not even going to even play the game once they get off if they're the victor. No, and it's 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 so like that's what's like the creepy thing about it is like if you, you take a very analytical look at it, and if you only watch cable news or like mainstream news, like they they are the ones making the money. Oh, like yeah. once mm-hmm. once the election season has started, now like they make the money. So they love there being 10 candidates because that's 10 people that just drives the baseline ad ad buy up so that instead of it just, hey, it's Bernie or it's Joe paying for the ad, they get to go, hey, Andrew Yang, you want this? Oh, Andrew Yang said he'd pay us $500. Right. Cool. That means we had to pay 501 Oh, okay. They just like they're not it's not an altruistic thing. Like that's what's sad is like it's not news 
it's a business now. It's oh, not yeah. like we we want it. We want the truth. Like, they don't give a shit. No. And like I heard a clip was Anderson Cooper interviewing uh, Marianne Williamson. Yep. And uh, he he was climbing up her ass because she tweeted something after Kate Spade commits committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was just about like like drugs and antidepressants and the uh, the pharmaceutical industry and like how much control they have. And he was like hopping down her ass and he's like, you shouldn't have said those words. People benefit from that every day and just like got on her. And she was like, like Anderson Cooper, like who pays for your show? Like who pays for your advertisements? And he went, I don't know that. Why would I know that? I don't give a shit. Wow. That's I say what I want to (laughs) say. It was a podcast I was listening to. They paid a clip. Played a clip of him at the upfronts for CNN. So right. he goes through all this big sanctimonious bullshit about not knowing who it is and even who it is. He's like, oh, motherfucker, you know exactly who pays for your fucking bills. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. And so and everybody's complicit, right? Because you know who used to put on the Democratic debates? The DNC specifically. And you know what they weren't? Sexy or quote like unquote sexy. Show. Now they are people like the NBA draft. I feel like maybe we talked about this or I've talked about it too much. And it's the like what what it's. Yeah, you're right. They don't give a fuck about the candidate. All they want to do is make a clip. They want something. They want something hot and spicy. So their yeah. moderators know Jake Tapper, whoever. And by the way, these are the people I'd rather get my. I mean, obviously. If I'm watching cable news, I'm going to be watching them other than mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever turned on this show because I, I literally I've heard the name. I'd never actually seen. I didn't know what Laura Ingram looked like. Not that that matters. Oh, yeah. or had no, I ever right. seen a clip? It was bone chilling. I heard her talking mm-hmm. the day after um, the, the, sh- the mass shootings that happened, and it was it a shiver up my spine how um uh the lack of compassion and the deadness in her eyes and the vitriol that was coming off of her and so there was that and i just went all right i literally had to change it i it's like thought i could sit to get the other to see what the most mm-hmm. watched news is and i was just like no 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 but i'll go back to the other side and all they're doing is they're they paid up the ass to get this to host these debates and all they want to do is make sure that fucking it's a boxing match it's back to the wrestling i want to make sure i get a clip of kamala getting at biden so let me make sure i ask biden something about race and then go uh i guess uh, kamala would you do you have a response because they want to get something sharp and you know what happens when they get that all right maybe at the moment whoever's watching it's going to be watching it but Fox News is going to then play that clip. It's going to be yeah. all over YouTube. MSNBC is going to carry that clip, and they get and at the bottom just, of every one of those clips says CNN, right? So it's just yeah, it, every it's, time it's, it's it's the game, and it's pretty shitty, and it's probably going to put the it's going to it's going to give us fucking four more years of the NWO, man. Well, and that's the thing was like the. Tr- <laughs> Trump got out in front of it, and like you said, he's NWO now, he's Hollywood, Hollywood DT, Hollywood Trump, Trump Hogan. Um, 
like he he got in like wasn't his doing it was the news who didn't make him pay for fucking ads they could have buried donald trump and then like sure no motherfucker you need to pay to play and then he wouldn't be there because he's cheap he's not gonna pay for it right so if you just you just be on twitter screaming weird shit yeah but like they they need him now like it's strange bedfellows like He's good for business, which is shitty for the rest of us. But like, that's the sad fucking truth. This motherfucker sells tickets. Yeah, the weirder. I mean, honestly, weird's not the fair word. The more hateful and frightening one of his tweets are, the more play it gets on any news station, whether yeah. you want to call them liberal or conservative. The more play it gets, and therefore the more money they make. So yeah, strange bedfellows is a. He's got to, they got to kill time. They got 24 hours in a day to, for context. And he generates a lot of content, man. Yeah. I don't know if you've, I, cause I was at the beach, so I have the TV on. I'm going in out cause we're close to the beach. You just, I just left CNN on it, especially after that. They hash out five minutes of news or they, they George Lucas, they Wendy and Deke it for 24 hours. <laughs> There's no, they, and by the way, there's a fuck ton of news that happens throughout the day. Yeah. They don't touch You guys don't quarter you guys want to talk it. about what's happening in Hong Kong? Exactly. That's they kind of very important. They didn't touch it. They didn't touch it. Maybe Farik Zakaria did at four AM. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But But then yeah. they still make him do half a show about Trump. Oh yeah. Then he's got a what do you think Trump Donald Trump would do with protesters? Yeah, people in Hong Kong are getting beat. It's like um, uh, union busters at the turn of mm-hmm. the 20th century in Hong Kong right now where uh, people like and it's even it's actually it's more like um, V for Vendetta, like these just anonymous people, but that are all wearing white coats or beating the shit out of protesters in Hong Kong and making them disappear. That's fucking news. And that's interesting. Yeah. But Donald Trump tweeted something. Ah, uh, something today that was so bonkers. He's going after Scaramucci and that fucking lead. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, fucking... It's like Scaramucci's a plant. Like, he planted Scaramucci oh, yeah. in the media just so he could be like, hit him up and be like, can you send me a tweet so we can start something? Because I don't want to talk about what's happening in fucking Hong Kong. That'll fuck me up. Yeah, I don't know. That was... I hope we got Hanning's blood up. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I have a theory about... I haven't seen Henning. Henning went on his honeymoon. Mm-hmm. He couldn't pod because he was about to leave. And then he was back and he's going to pod. But then all of a sudden... He got Last minute can't. It's like there's a very... I've seen pictures of Aaron. There's a very oh, talented Mr. Ripley He got ripley He might have gotten ripley Catfished. <laughs> We're getting catfished by Aaron... Answering, and that's hard to do. It's hard to catfish uh, a jerk practitioner because we're pretty weird We've in been our conversations. Catfished by the best, yeah. To to hold your own with, uh, like I was like Henning message that he couldn't come out today, and I as I was writing it or as I sent it, I went, I know both of these guys are going to understand what this means, but this is gibbledygook. This is because I just said okay. Uh, Casey, you want to do a spandex dually? He said, yeah, sure. Let's do it. 
Dulio Coolio or whatever. Spandex <laughs> Dooley comes from one afternoon when we just got vodka beer drunk and went to a mall, mm-hmm. bought beer hats, got really drunk, got really belligerent, and then we were walking back to my studio apartment from Loring Park in Minneapolis and just drunk yeah. and I, and I was I was an asshole obviously so I was drunk and a guy just innocently rode by on his bicycle and he had spandex shorts on and for whatever reason I just shouted at him I just go spandex dooley and he's like signing like, <laughs> what I forgot that's where it came from I went, what I went spandex dooley and he like had he did like a turn and came back and he's like what'd you say man and I was like spandex dually motherfucker he's like do i gotta get off my bike and of course we just like <laughs> like you guys grabbed me and we ran because of course he would have beat the shit out of me and rightfully so but not because it's also just gibberish yeah um and that was 16 years ago 10 20 years ago and then i just blit- flippantly was able to type that in and we both like and he's like all right you guys have a good pod and you're like all right i'll see you at eight <laughs> it's like so to catfish the the it fisher a... the fisher kings is it takes it takes some doing Aaron so good luck but I hope you know Henning's not in an oil drum somewhere you know on an island off the coast of Portland Oregon we need we need Henning shirts you know like the missing person Henning shirts oh, yeah. and yeah rubber bracelets very religious because we know he'd like that oh yeah he would definitely. Nothing to do with science. Candlelight vigils. Crosses. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. It's Freddy. Let me in. Vicky. Hello, Fred. It's Tom. Um, where's Dickie? How are you? I'm good. Uh, yes, thank you. He's he's gone. He went to dinner. Um, he's at Otello's. Do you know Do you know Otello's? No, no, no. no. no I, I don't think he's at dinner at six thirty p.m. If you said he was still at lunch, maybe I'd believe you. you know? <laughs> Incredible. And the guy's just you know disappeared off the face of the earth. All right, my man. Oh God, I didn't get it. I didn't get to get into so much stuff, but that's all right. I get into it. I didn't either. I, I got We run. We'll do a, a proper vacay recap when Henning's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll make notes. I forgot to. I forgot to talk about my white privilege, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you checked it at the door like you're supposed to. Yeah, that's right. I left it in Delaware. <laughs> I am concerned about the rise of any group of hate. I don't like it. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's any other kind of supremacy.